Welcome to Culture Crawl HCX Podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Ward Jr. And this is Donald Scott II. When we really think about uplifting and supporting one another, it could have looked different in many different ways. Uh, for today, we wanted to talk about specifically about supporting our women, you know, supporting our black women, um, especially in times when we see that our, our VP, or at least the Dem- Democratic nominee uh, for Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, when we think about those that are fighting for pay equity, um, especially mm-hmm. when black women make, I think it's 62 cents to the dollar. Please don't quote me on that. Uh, but I believe that's mm-hmm. what, what the ratio is. So it's 62 cents per the dollar for a white man versus a black woman. So when we think about supporting our black woman today, what does that look like for you all? And I'll open that question to you, Joe. I feel like what that looks like is, <clears throat> well, I, I, I look at it, I look at it in some, I'll look at it like this. You know, you think about in terms of, you, you look at our solidarity as a people. Um, like say, for example, if I walk into a room, you know what I mean? And I see a group of people of, of different colors, uh, I instinctively, without any prejudice towards anybody else, I will instinctively automatically lock in on anybody else that's black. Not just for, okay, it's not just me, but if something, but, you know, but, in the case where it's where specifically if I see a black woman, um, I won't, you know, make any kind of crazy acknowledgement or whatever, especially if she doesn't know me like that. But I'll lock on to her in a sense to where if something happens and we all have to rush out of that room, I'm going to look to her first because I know that black woman's heart, whether or not I know her. And I know that in most instances, she'll make sure everybody else rushes out okay without thinking of herself and everybody else will get covered and carried out and everything. And if there's anything we've seen from the black woman historically is that they're always push on and do twice as much as anybody else, it seems like, without any kind of acknowledgement or anything else. And then on top of that, because of because of because of their grace, they won't say anything about it. You know what I mean? Like how many times have you seen a black mother do God knows how many hours of work um and then just just be all right just sitting there and doing nothing and 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 that's and that's and that's a bit of a broader example but i feel like when i say cover i mean to say that like you said with the pay with the with the pay gap you know support them when they speak up about how they're not getting paid enough a lot of times whenever a black woman speaks up on any issue that concerns her whether it's pay gap harassment um if she feels like if she has an opinion on anything if she says something it's 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 not uncommon that they will feel like most of us as black men won't say anything to stand up behind her and echo her thoughts you know what i mean to to basically say yes i stand with you on this position this is how i feel about it we'll either we'll either be quiet or we'll 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 more than likely chide her along with everybody else to kind of like you know to kind of like fall in with status quo or what have you like you look at what happened with monique you know what i mean when she started complaining about, when she started making her point that she wasn't getting paid as much as other comedians. Now, one could argue um, the amount of skin she's had in the game versus other comedians or what have you. But at the end of the day, um, she raised a very salient point and she got ridiculed and pointed at. And there should have been a lot more black men that stood up behind her and said, yes, she's right. She's not tripping. We need to take care of her. We need to make sure she gets what she wants. And I I thought about your example, Donald. I've been in scenarios like that too. And I've had to learn the hard way that 
that to be an ally, um, it, you can never, I think the worst thing an ally can ever assume is that they're doing enough. You know, I think because the work doesn't stop. It, ne it never does. To be an ally, you have to be nameless with hands and you have to be willing to help, you have to be willing to help and never assume that you've, that you've done enough. You can say that you've done all you can today, but you've never done enough. And I don't think we take that position strong enough with our women. Now, in cases like yours to where you're making a position to support them and be there for them, that's great. But those, but there need to be more of us as black men doing what you do for black women in the tech world on, on every scale, on every level. Yeah, actually, you know what? Good point. And I, I just wrote down a couple words. Um, one, vulnerability, right? Yeah. Risk yeah. and then empathy. Mm -hmm. um, vulnerability will always be a challenge uh, for, for probably, definitely for black men, right? I mean, at, at least in the United States, you know, let's call it. Uh, right. Hypermasculinity is a necessary uh, cover for black men relative to the stories that we're told as children about mm -hmm. how dangerous it is for us, right? So right. if we talk about the talk, then that means that as a child, I'm learning, being taught by my, by my family that loves me, that the world is dangerous. Therefore, right. I need to be strong. Therefore, there's no room for vulnerability. That's, that's like the house that's built. Now what you're asking me to do is risk my standing to support someone who is equally vulnerable, right? It's not like black women go stand, like they have their own support network, right? I come out of my house to risk helping you and you right. have a house that keeps us both safe. That's not a true statement. Uh, and so what it then requires now is empathy, right? I'm going to risk my standing in this group of men, most likely, most likely this group of white men, right? If we're talking about, for me, technology uh, in the technology space where, for example, uh, if a woman tells me, if a black woman tells me, I'm not comfortable on my client because I'm the only black woman. I can appreciate that statement. And when I say, okay, you need to bring that up to HR, the response is, I have, mm -hmm. <laughs> and HR don't care. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, and then I'm like, okay, cool. Let me use my voice, right? Because now I feel like I'm in a position where I'm, com I'm comfortable and confident enough, not because I'm okay with vulnerability, but because I believe that my house is strong enough. So I'm not even risking that much, you know what I mean, if, I, if I'm being honest. But now I say, hey, I notice that so-and-so isn't comfortable and is not able to bring her full authentic best self to work because she's uh, the only black woman on this project. And they don't get it. They have no reason to care. Right. And uh, there's nothing really I can do. Right. And that's just a, that's an easy, simple professional example. But the same is true when we start talking, like, you know, there's been plenty of videos where the homegirl was getting beat up. Uh, and, you know, for, for whatever reason, black men didn't stand up and protect her. Okay. Right. right. Okay. Like, I get it. But 
there has to be some sort of like, um, there has to be a reevaluation maybe of how we feel about ourselves such that we are willing to stand up for a different group. That's one thing. Two, though, I also think it's important for us to teach our sons. So I've got, uh, I have three boys. Um, and actually, we were just talking about Ida B. Wells. I made him do a little quick little book report. And what I learned is, according to Wikipedia, I don't know if it's right, but her contemporary men, when we were talking about women's suffrage, black men did not have her back even back then, you know what I mean? Like we all trying to get these rights. Mm -hmm. She's a black woman fighting for suffrage and who got called out again on Wikipedia, I don't know, okay? But it was like Booker T. Washington, my man W.E.B. Du Bois was like, nah, you too loud. You know what I mean? You too, you too revolutionary for us. We need mm -hmm. you to step back. Instead of like promoting her or letting her be the leader. You know what I mean? Because right. if you think about, if you really, really think about it, we know we know that black women take care of shit. You know what I mean? Our moms take care of Facts. shit, our aunties, our grandmoms, Facts. our sisters. <laughs> we know that. It's, it's proven. They show it through yeah. all the challenges, through everything, through everything. They take care of it. But then when it's our turn to step up and, like, support, you know, we show our ass a little bit. I don't mean to be crude, but, you know, it's like, damn, dude. And, and the easiest example, I'm going to stop right here because I got to listen because I'm, I'm, I'm also on a call. But this Megan the Stallion conversation, mm. right, is happening right now in real time. You can't shoot a woman and not be canceled, ridicule held accountable, right. expected to be better. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, nobody went up in arms on that, as far as I can tell, just generically, right? I'm sure that there is a group of people out there on Twitter. But I'm talking about justice, justice served. What's the conversation? Yeah. Like, the generic conversation that we're having is not, she should be protected. The generic conversation that I've seen is, nobody knows and nobody's snitching. What does that right. mean? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm gonna go on pause right here. But uh, but like, it, it, not only are we talking, like I said, not only are we talking about Ida B. Wells back in the 20s, we talking about some shit right now. And I'm still, you know, I, I'll, I'll be quiet on this, but I'm still salty about Chris Brown hitting Rihanna. I'm pissed, mm -hmm. I've been pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna go on, mm -hmm. on mute. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, uh, yeah, definitely a lot to cover there. So I'm gonna say a couple of things. Uh, first thing I'm gonna say is, you know, I love black women. Right, I'm married to a black woman. I know everybody's different, so I, I, everyone has different preferences. But I, I grew up with black women, right? So a black woman raised right. me. Uh, I, I'm going to, you know, now actually love what I see and what I grew up with. Um, and my team that, that, I, that I lead, we have a lot of black women on our board. We have a lot of black women on our staff. So I definitely do support the, the fierceness of black women, the, the strength of black women, uh, the, the real motivation they have because I completely agree. They get stuff done. They're great to work with. Uh, however, I see that the challenge is the lack of accountability, at least on the men's side. I'm going to say that. So I know that we don't hold other men accountable, right? 
And I think this goes into kind of what Don was saying about, oh, we have to teach our children. Is like, yeah, we need to teach our children, but we also need to teach our fellow man, right? Because here it is, right. not everyone has grown has has grown up with the same environment, with the same resources, the same guidance, right? You know, wisdom is there for a reason because you're passing down knowledge and best practices and how to navigate certain situations. But if we are not educating or even holding our own men accountable and holding ourselves accountable in order to speak up and support black women, well then what is it that we're really doing here? Because we're not doing our part in order to produce uh, the outcome that we want to see. And everything's a two-way street. And so when I think about accountability, it's not just as a holding our fellow man accountable, but also doing our part in, in the spaces that we're in. Um, so there's different ways to tackle this. And I'm not, you know, telling everyone to do everything because this issue is definitely broad and, and big. However, with the, with the resources you have, with the platform that you have, we use that in order to support black women. You know, and you can really support any individual that you are passionate about, right, that you believe is not getting the uh, – the, the, the support that they need or the guidance that they need in any given direction. Um, and on the topic of, of Megan Thee Stallion, yeah, when I heard about that, uh, mind you, I'm, I'm, I love music, but I'm, I don't follow music like that per se, but I do hear about the highlights every so often. Uh, but it's overall with the, with the way that they are um, disrespecting and, and what's the word? It, it's just, it's just, it's not, uh, it's not good business, you know, it's, it's not good business and it's not something that you want to be, that you want to work with and it just creates a, a bad taste in your mouth. Um, and, and that shouldn't be the way that we treat our fellow, our, our fellow, uh, I'm American, our fellow peer overall, regardless of what that individual sex, regardless of what um, that individual has done, you need to think about it. Okay. So if I'm going to do a business deal, if I'm going to be moving forward, you know, how would I want to interact with this person? It, it goes back to the golden rule. But yet we haven't, well, not, not we haven't, but certain individuals across the board really aren't, isn't doing their part that is needed with inside this space. Right. I, I, and I agree with, <clears throat> I agree with both of you wholeheartedly. And the thing is the problem with the Megan Thee Stallion, with the, with the issue regarding Megan Thee Stallion and, um, and Tory Lanez is that it's not a rare instance. And for every for every scenario like this that, that that the fact that this is the fact that this is out there like it is there's so many other cases that don't get reported or don't get talked about and one thing that i applaud megan for is that she actually she actually applied some grace to the situation you know what i'm saying she she actually considered that if i were to call the cops on tory there's a chance he might die because you know black men are getting killed every day you know, she, she took that into effect and she stayed as quiet as she could for as long as she could, because that's a lot of times that's what a number of black women will do. Take it in stride, keep going, I'll be all right, breathe it out. And they really should not because that causes that, in, that causes so much stress that they take on that they should not have to. They should not ever be quiet. They should not ever have to even think to be quiet. But what you're, what you're hearing is you're hearing more about, and you can say what you want to about her content as as an artist or what have you. I mean, never mind the fact that she's colder than a lot of other rappers we know, but that's neither here nor there. The fact that you'd rather that, that so many people in the media now would rather point out, oh, well, she's rapping about this and rapping about that. And then when it comes to the issue with Tori, like y'all said, everybody's like, well, don't nobody know what happened. We don't know what's there. there, you know, no snitching, no snitching. And that's a lot of the problem with black men. That's one of the bigger problems I feel like 
we um we have as black men um i think men as whole but with us specifically i feel like we're too focused with wearing we're too focused on too intent on wearing the title instead of embodying the position you know what i mean um so i feel like to be a man means you have to actually be a human being and and consider the rights of uh, and the the rights of other humans as well and when they're being trampled on or when they're being affected you need to step up and you need to say something on behalf of that person that can't speak for themselves in this case black women and you donald you spoke about the uh, the case with um ib wells and when her peers around her told her that she was too loud or what have you that you you can you can look at that from you can look at that as a generational issue with regards to slavery you know to where as soon as we quote unquote got away from it as soon as it was abolished we still had that same kind of mentality to where all we wanted to do was get closer to the house you know to where we suddenly decided that we suddenly went from we suddenly went from from being in in servitude to to i mean there's a thin line between survival and servitude you know we went from from being yes master this and that to to just being okay with being at the table. And I think that where our women will be loud enough to say what is right and what is wrong, a lot of us as black men will be quiet just for the sake of keeping our position. Um, instead, of, instead of saying, yes, I agree with this black woman, I'm going to stand behind Ida B. Wells, I'm gonna stand behind Megan the Stallion and I'm going to echo her sentiment and I'm going to teach my black my my young black child whether i'm gonna teach my young black son this is how you treat a black woman this is how you treat a fellow human being i'm gonna teach my daughter you will accept no less than this form of treatment you will you will not be regarded as anything less than a human being regarded as anything less than a black woman regarded as anything less than a person and i think we really need to work to getting back to that and holding ourselves accountable michael you made a great point as far as us not taking it upon ourselves, whenever a black man does something um, in any of our communities, a lot of times we'll be quiet, turn our head the other way, that ain't my business. I'm over here chilling, I'm not gonna speak on what another man do. But if you are a man, you do have to speak up and tell another one because that man sitting there holding on to the title instead of embodying the position is gonna go on feeling since no one's checked him, he's not in the wrong. and the only way you're going to get better is to be called out on your mistakes, to be told when, when you're acting out of character, when you're acting without character. And I'm going to pause right there because I'm starting to ramble, starting to rant. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, oh, go ahead, Donald. Um, yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, what I heard you say is, is cats getting checked, right? Like, yeah. uh, we do miss that. So I'm, I'm on a thread with, uh, with a handful of black dudes and, and, you know, we, we all come from, very different backgrounds, different ages, different, different everything. We're all just very different. Uh, but mm -hmm. we share, right, that checkbox that says black, black or African-American, which is, which is something we can actually roll into if we want to talk about it uh, as a segue. But, um, but what, we, what we've been working through as a group is sharing our stories that we probably don't share with our closest homie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not the best friends. I'm not best friends with these dudes. So I can be a little bit more open and honest because I don't care if they judge me. But because of that, now I'm able to be vulnerable, right? And I right. think what happens is 
we don't have the opportunity to be vulnerable. And so we're all very strong. And then if someone tries to check you, we take it as disrespect. And now people that part. You know what but I'm hold saying? Up. But this idea of being checked though is created by society, right? Because right. Why, why is it that if I'm telling a fellow man, a fellow brother saying, hey man, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not how you support your woman. That's not how you support um, your, your mother, your sister, your friend, your peer, et cetera. Why is it that we have allowed the environment or a time to dictate what support looks like and what this idea of being strong is, right? And that goes, it goes back to your thought of just masculinity and what that really means. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, you know, society is what it is and it's what we're living in right now. Right. Um, you know, it's up to us, like I said, right? For, it's up to us have conversations like these. Hopefully others listen to the conversation and think about how they're operating. But right. also for us to teach the new, this new generation that, uh, you know, you're going to treat these women with respect. And for, you know, for example, if, if my son says something that he thinks is funny, for example, actually, you know what, I give you guys a quick little, a quick little sidebar. I may have mentioned this in another one. I had to throw away a book. I can't remember who the author was. And I've kind of put it out of my mind. But what I remember is um, it, the book took liberties with what I felt was appropriate for a child to be reading. But one of the lines in the book said something about punching a little girl. And, and he read it out loud. And I immediately had him throw that book away and all the other books by this author away because the joking manner with which the line was read made it seem like it's okay and it's something that we can joke about which is the problem right so so to your point about society and culture and media right and and this wasn't like a black it wasn't like a author by a black guy with a black colored uh animation right but but men in general boys and masculinity starts early and it's in our books tv music and media right and so then if you if add to this concept of race specifically in the united states but globally but what it means is now race and sex puts black women at risk at all times which means it's our responsibility to cover Right. But and, and not because they're, you know, weak. Nobody's saying that. What we're saying is the right. forces of sexism, the forces of racism are, are winds constantly blowing at heads, you know, headwinds at them specifically. And, and we have to know not to add to that headwind, but instead to either, you know, block that headwind or walk with them in it. Uh, but but teaching that right requires maturity one two resources right i gotta have the time i'm blessed and my children are blessed to have a dad that's at home that cares mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like that's like there's so Real many time. <laughs> that that go into uh into that discussion actually there was this there was this i, I don't know video that was shared among the group and um, it was about, it was this black dude 
holding his daughter saying, uh, you know, people be hitting me up about why my life looks so awesome. And he was like, first of all, you need to go get therapy and work through whatever trauma you have yourself and then decide whether or not you want a family and then decide whether or not, I mean, a partner. And then if you want, whether or not you want to bring another life. And I remember one of the, the last lines that he said was, life isn't oatmeal. You can't just add water. And, mm. uh, and it, that stuck with me, right? Because we don't really teach, this is education in general. Right. And, and now I'm probably getting ready to go a little tangential, but our family, society, community structure is such that now success means being able to leave your nest, but really it means leaving your um, safety net. So now I personally, right, <clears throat> have moved all over the world, not world, country. I got my wife traveling with me. We got these kids. Okay, that means the kids don't have cousins next door. My wife doesn't have aunties or old school friends. I don't got my old homies, right? So now we out here alone, basically. If you, if you say I'm not special and many of us are out here alone, yeah. then that means that the adults, right, me and my wife, we're not under the tutelage of a grandparent, a great-grandparent, a grand-aunt to tell me, hey, uh, I heard the way you spoke to your wife. You need to slow that down. Or something, you know what I mean? Like get, like I said, get checked, right? But but if my peer says it, and my community was already broken, I don't know how to receive uh, critique, right? So now uh, we talking about disrespect, and disrespect comes from a time when people didn't have power, right? Because you know, I just we argue a little bit uh, or debate on this on this thread that I'm on, but um, we were talking a few days ago about voting. And then we were talking about power and the way people don't believe that they have power because the power has been taken from them, but you can't take your power if you don't believe you have it, right? That's circular. Um, but then Obama on his DNC talk said something about, you know, take back your power, take back your or responsibility, your voice, personal responsibility and power, right? Personal responsibility is a function of power because if you don't believe that you have control of yourself, then you out here reckless. But also you don't know how to stay within lines because no one ever taught you how to, you know what I mean? Like color within the line, act right, do right. what you're supposed to do. Uh, and so all of that then tends itself to now talking about protecting other people. And what we're talking about is protecting our sisters about protecting our mothers and our cousins regardless if we don't know this woman in the office right we know that she's somebody's sister and i would want somebody to be speaking up for my sister i want somebody speaking up for my mother protecting my mother you know what i'm saying but right. but uh so so if i don't have the responsibility or power in myself to protect somebody else's daughter then somebody else's mom right is not being respected and i think that kind of goes into what uh Ocasio-Cortez was saying when she was like by you speaking to me this way you've made it okay for your daughters to be spoken to that way that is the message that I heard but I don't think that everybody heard that message because we don't have the concept of personal responsibility and how it affects the people around us very much agree 
I and I love you made a um, you made a point about <clears throat> you made a point earlier to the effect of you know speaking up for a black woman whether or not whether or not you know her you know what I'm saying there's 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 the point is is like even if she's not you know what I'm saying your your sister or your daughter or your wife or what have you you know what I'm saying she is she is something to somebody elsewhere and I mean she's somebody period you know what I mean so so I feel like one point I've I've made before in the past is that you should you should be more than willing to stand up for a black woman whether or not you know her whether or not you agree with her and whether or not you even like her or are attracted to her because a lot of times I've seen that to where a woman will stand up and if she's considered quote unquote attractive you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know, guys will get in her face and say, "You're right, sis. You're right, sis. You show right." And then get in the inbox and then try to holler. And if that woman says, "No, brother, I'm sorry. I thought you were just agreeing with my point. I don't feel you like that." Then next thing you know, she's out of her name. And there's been a lot of there's been a lot of inbox gangsters out there. There's been a lot of cats like that and and savor that'll approach a woman in concert, uh, assuming that she won't say anything out loud because she herself doesn't want to even be, it, she doesn't even want it public that she was even in a scenario like that. You know what I mean? And, you know, I thought about the topic of, you know, back on the topic of, of checking and what have you. We have to be there's going to be, there are going to be plenty of times, like y'all said, to where, you know, a guy will get in his feelings and like, what you going to tell I'm a grown man. You can't tell me nothing or, or what have you, but it's, it's, I feel like right now, this day and age, what we're experiencing is more or less a, a societal, if not a cultural bleed out to where all these things that people are complaining about not being able to speak on or talk about, oh, you can't even say this anymore. You can't even say that anymore. It's not that you couldn't say it anymore. You should have never said it. Um, it's just that the people you were offending are exercising their right to say, stop doing that, stop saying that, stop talking that. The, the voices that weren't able to speak on it before are now speaking up. And in this case, black women now more than ever are speaking up and saying, no, this is not how I'll be treated. This is not what I want to happen. This is what I believe. This is what I feel. This is who I want to love on any level. When she speaks up on any of those, you know, how much she should be paid, whatever, then whether or not we, whether or not we like her, whether or not we love her, whether or not we know her, um, even if we don't agree with her, she should be allowed that audience it should not even be a question and when it comes to our and i'll and i'll touch on this last subject here uh, when it comes to to our men that are out there that will that'll go out there without without quarter and speak and say what they want to say you know when it comes you know i'm gonna you know i'm a grown man i can say what i want to say i can do what i want to do i feel like there may be some as dramatic as this is going to sound it I feel like we just make it a point to make it consistent to speak out from now on. And those that just can't get it, who don't understand how important it is, they'll eventually, they're kind of, the behavior itself will kind of wash out. You know what I mean? If, if we're all consistent now, every, we, can, we can get everybody younger than us on board with it and consistent with it to where those older than us or those just too willing to adhere to the older way of thinking they'll just eventually kind of flush out, you know, and we develop better ways of making it clear to our men to let them know that, hey, this is not how our women are to be treated. 
And we want to get to a time to where it's just second nature, to where it's not even a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And and that kind of goes back to what I said earlier about where do we where do we stand right now about supporting Kamala Harris? Uh, I think it's interesting how I've seen individuals in the media and just overall on social kind of attacking areas of uh, her, her past or areas of her life um, as some type of leverage to try to discredit her in any way, shape, or form. And I, and I just think that's like, okay, so here we go. We're going down with these tactics, even though we know that there are so many things that, that our current leadership has done that has been negatively uh, impactful of our, of our society. Um, but here it is. I know that there are people that are specifically um, going to, A, not vote for Kamala just because she is a woman. Um, two, not vote for her because she's a black woman. Uh, three, um, look for ways to discredit her in any way, shape, or form uh, because she's a woman, right? Kind of go past that, um, what's that word, like that level of, well, like, where do you cross that line? And I think there are times when when people, where people, men specifically, go above and beyond or kind of go below the belt when a woman, or with the woman that they will with the man. And that goes back to the environment, right? That goes back to what we were taught, what we've seen, um, and the people that we have around our circles. Uh, so here it is, and the question is, you know, uh, well, a question more so of a statement of hope um, is that we, we really look at individuals for their best characters and support um, um, those individuals that do deserve to be there regardless uh, of history and what hasn't been done before. Um, so here it is, I know that individuals would not be going uh, to vote for for the Democratic nominee just because uh, she is a woman. And that that is unfortunate. That is uh, um, a, a sadness in our society where we can hold each other accountable and do our part in order to really push the conversation forward. Right. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll uh, be full, full transparency. I supported Kamala Harris uh, uh, for her candidacy. So I'm KH 2020 all day. Uh, but, but I also <laughs> have been in a group where we've been doing a decent amount of hating on her, right? Um, and I, it's, I would say this, what, what I know for a fact is uh, we hold women to a higher standard of excellence when they are excellent, right? So if she was a dude, she would get a pass. Right. And we know that because Trump is in the White House. Uh, but it's not like she's unintelligent, right? It's not like she's not articulate. It's not like she's not good looking, right? She checks all the boxes. But the fact that she also checks that female box then opens her up for us to say, well, what about something else? What about this? What about that? What about these other things? What about all this other stuff that we wouldn't ask about someone for, or even a, a, about the president uh, or, or, you know, Biden. Biden, I don't think, I don't know any, I don't know if anybody would say that Joe Biden is, is really the better candidate for president between the two of them. I understand that he got the most pledged delegates but I also know that he got the most pledged delegates before everyone voted in their primary. So to me, that doesn't mean that he was the one that everybody wanted. 
what that means to me is he's the one that the power chose. So it changes the way anyway, we can even talk about Kamala Harris as the VP, especially when we were originally talking about how diverse the cast of characters were who were getting started. Uh, but that's, that's a tangent. And on that note, we're going to close out of Culture Crawl ATX podcast. We thank you so much for listening. And we ask that you take this time to follow Culture Crawl ATX on Instagram and click that like button and follow on your favorite podcast listening platform.